Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to keep your ride or die alive. From supercharges, brakes, exhaust kits, and more, 122 million parts. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. Sunday of week 13 is done. We are giving out awards. We're getting right into it. DK, Craig, fight. Who wants it first? Me. <laughs> DK, let's battle. Oh, speaking of fights, what's the award category? Speaking of fights, so this award is called the, it's the Apollo Creed Award for the guy who refuses to throw in the damn towel. <laughs> throw in the damn towel! <laughs> That's gonna throw in the damn towel! Uh, Joe Burrow, man. Who tough. Dude, he's tough just as a nails. superhero. Tough as nails. Salty Spittoon original. Like, yeah, he had a bowl of nails for breakfast without any milk. Joe Burrow did. <laughs> so, I mean, so Joe Burrow, I think, is it announced that he broke his pinky? He, it looked like he yes, broke his pinky. He dislocated his pinky. Yeah, his hand was looked like a you blew in a medical glove and blew it up. <laughs> That's how puffy it was coming out of halftime. It looked no like that one time. On it. it looked like the one time I got stung on the hand by a bee. Yeah. My hand was or just like, it's like, like a hand turkey. Like you do the yes. outline when you're a kid. Just honestly, look just like that so, on his throwing hand, his right hand, uh, never missed a snap. Also got sacked six times and hit what seemed like, I don't know, 30 times. He just gets <laughs> pummeled every week. And he's still like chasing after guys and in interceptions. He's like battling TJ Watt last week, got pancaked by him. Doesn't care. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine any other quarterback has more respect from his teammates. Any other like young quarterback than fucking Joe Burrow does. The dude is a beast. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think he's the coolest quarterback in the league. He, I think he's, he's the coolest young quarterback in the league. Maybe actually any quarterback. I love Joe Burrow. It does make me slightly worried for his health long term, but he gets a respect. Yeah, <laughs> their line he's was hurt. Like and young it Stafford. He's the young Stafford in that way, and just defining qualities. Wow, plays through a lot of injuries. <laughs> Wonder how it's long just, that'll it's last. It's not even that he like plays through injuries. He's like he doesn't notice that they happen. He just. Gets up and keep like it, it's crazy. It's the AFC yeah, so, North. That's why it's Roethlisberger, Baker, Burrow. This is all oh, they do. Lamar meanwhile just got to change the that, Yeah, you got to change the culture of the team. They're a tough team now. They're Every badasses. time they cut back to the the huddle or like cut back to like where the pass was thrown, it's always just him face down, and he's got to like. <laughs> has he ever do like watched, a? <laughs> has he ever watched a completion from like? He's never seen himself in the complete a pass. <laughs> 
And can you imagine? That's why Jamar Chase can't catch the ball because he's just like, Joe, you're not looking, Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad, look, look, look. Even in, even in practice, whenever Joe throws, he winces because he's so used to getting just absolutely spearheaded after every throw. But wait, we have we have to get to the real story here, which is what is with all the quarterbacks hurting their fingers? It's crazy. It's an epidemic. Q, the QB fingers are having a moment, if you were. Yes, they are. Uh, so run Russell through it, right? Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson, mallet finger, Taysom yep. Hill. Okay, two, like three weeks after I've never heard of mallet finger, now there's a second mallet finger. It's an epidemic. Mallet you think that was the problem with Ryan Mallet's career? He just said 10 mallet fingers? <laughs> uh, Taysom Hill has a low-grade version of mallet finger. Apparently, he's going to play through it. This happened on Thursday oh, so night. Wait, we just skipped over. What does mallet finger even mean? We just skipped over this. Like We knew what that what was. It's like a tendon in like the tip of your finger. Yeah, and it gets seems like it's up. important for throwing and whatnot. I mean, we've <laughs> Wait, seen Russell fingers? Wilson play. Which finger is it on Taysom? Uh, it was oh. the one that he was jimmying with after every single throw. He was like his ring football. finger. I, or my, finger. Yeah, my first impression was it was his ring finger, but I you know, don't know for sure. Can we be armchair doctors for a second? So when of Burrow course. hurt his pinky, when he hurt his pinky, I was like, oh, I, that is the least important finger. So that made me feel a little better. I feel there like was an offensive lineman uh, yeah, at, still, at Rutgers. It's the least the important one, though. Do you remember the offensive lineman like 10 years ago who mangled his pinky in a block and there were like four games left in the season and so he just had the pinky amputated instead of missing the rest of his senior season? Holy shit. Holy shit. That seems shit. extreme. So what, I'm, what I'm saying is Burrow was it was good that he's not he didn't come out of the game because, you know, that would have been a went move. You know, it was just pain tolerance, yeah. But while we're on this note, though, one last thing on pinkies. You know what I was thinking about today? It's a weird name for a finger. Pinky. Like you got index. I'm sure there's a reason for that. <laughs> middle. It's in the middle. Ring, ring. finger. There's a ring on the finger. Why the hell is it we call it a pinky? What Hold a weird on. name. Good Head question. Google. Yeah. Uh, like that's like something you tell a kid and it's stuck. We just while you're looking that up, didn't didn't Matt Stafford have a finger thing earlier this year too? Stafford, yes. yes. You know why? You know why? Because was this on Flying Coach you discussed this? I don't remember. But so Shanahan had all the Niners play with the pads on their helmets because mm. the players were having their hands Smart. come down in the helmets and McVeigh was like, hmm, that might be a good idea. Forgot about it. And then Stafford did it and was like, damn it, I knew I should have did that. And then they put the pads on the players. It looks ridiculous to go to practice and all the defenders have foam on top of their heads. So the word pinky, uh, apparently it's derived from the Dutch word pink, which means little finger. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's incredible. Pretty straightforward. Wow. So yeah. it's a Dutch wow. word. Okay, okay, that's actually. Did you know that New answer. York used to be known as New Amsterdam, Craig? Mm, I don't know if I knew that because the Dutch first settled in that area, and then oh. eventually, you know, I knew this. They, they changed it to New York. Hi, Fitz, you're you're from. New I'm York. from New York. So you did you know that? that? Yeah, you learned that in school. It's like okay, cool. Their own area, right? Okay. Anyway, something more interesting. Anyway, fingers. That's it's crazy. DK. All right. So in a similar vein. I'm going with the Michael Myers Award for the guy who just refuses to stay down. You just can't kill this guy. Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Just continues to go out there, rumbling, tumbling. Looks like he's constantly in pain. Um, (laughs) 60% top speed. You know, like, I I don't know. Like, he just looks like he's rumbling. Like, he's an old man out there on the field. But he's like, he's the guy at the Y who you play, who's just all fundamentals. He He can't move real fast, but he boxes you out. You know, he sets screens. He's a really good passer. This is Rob Gronkowski on the football I field. I love the Michael Myers basketball movie, yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of changed. Yeah, I switched gears there midway through the analogy. Do you think Michael but, Myers also had like a party boat cruise in Florida? 
I imagine Michael Myers is tall. He's a pretty big guy. He'd probably he be big. really good. He would on the be field, a tight end uh, if he on, played a, on the court. Yeah, he um, would be. Dude, yeah, just setting like stone cold. Really picks. strong core, Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, it's all Rob grit, Gronkowski. <laughs> speaking of Rob, I, I saw this tweet from Josh Norris. Speaking of Matt Stafford, he, he was tweeting this about Matt Stafford, but I thought of Gronk when I when I saw it too. He goes, "No one used, no one ever used to have a bad back. Like once you have a bad back." And I, I feel this because my back hurts right now. No one ever used to have a bad back. Uh, it's just funny. kind oh, of like on, lingers on, forever. We're we're doing this over Zoom. Craig and I both sat up so straight the second <laughs> DK was like, I have a bad back. And Craig and I just reflexively like <laughs> fixed our posture out of fear. Yeah. Don't don't live your life the way I did, you guys. You did, you're not gonna walking like around it. the ringer offices when I first started working here and Tate Frazier just lying on the floor oh, in the yeah, middle of the day, back. becoming like this daily occurrence right around lunchtime. <laughs> God. Anyway. Um, anyway, Gronk, just mad respect for him going out there each and every week, despite the multitudes of injuries, serious injuries that he's had over his career. He just all he does is score touchdowns. He had True, two more yeah. touchdowns today. He has six touchdowns on the year in six full games. He has eight touchdowns, I think, in his last seven games, if you go back to last year. The dude is just, number one, unstoppable in the red zone. And number two, perfect chemistry with Tom Brady. Like, this is this is the all-time, like, twosome, right? Like, or, or, like I don't know I don't know if anyone else has more touchdowns than these two guys. Maybe Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. It's, no, it's Peyton and Marvin Harrison. Is it? They surpassed really? Montana yeah. and Jerry Rice, actually, yeah. Today. Uh, yeah. So No, today um, they passed Antonio Gates and Phillip Rivers, I think. Oh, that makes sense. I think they Regardless, like, just... I just want to give a shout out to him because, uh, and I tweeted this a while ago, like this is actually from last year, but I think it even applies a little bit more this year. Rob Gronkowski runs like a B-17 that's limping, limping home from a bombing run over Germany. He's got 30 holes from flak. Two engines are out. Half the tail rudder gone. That's that's how Gronk runs. I don't even know what any of that means, but I still get it. Also, if it's your own tweet, <laughs> you don't have to like quote it. You can just say it like it's your idea. Yeah, you can I plagiarize, plagiarize myself. That's, yeah, that's it, fine. <laughs> Did you guys see that quote about Brady talking about Gronk being like, "I'm it's so annoying. I like watch how many almonds I eat in a day and Gronk doesn't care at all. Literally will eat anything <laughs> at any time and just shows up and it's great. And I think I saw the Gronk shape. version of that quote, which didn't Gronk say this week? I think Tom, he said, Tom knows what I'll think before I think it. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is the perfect explanation of that's their great. chemistry. <laughs> I love that. It's cool actually watching them in the red zone now because you almost like I just actually watch Gronk now. I just watch him run the route and I know that the ball will be right where it's supposed to. And his second touchdown today was awesome. Gronk was on like the right side alone in the formation. And Brady just patiently waited for Gronk to like get out of the scrum in the middle. He kind of faded towards the corner of the end zone. And then Brady just put it right there. Like Brady will throw 50-50 balls only to Gronk because he knows Gronk will catch them. That's why Mike Evans is not a fullback anymore. You're right. Yeah. Gronk now on the year. So he came into the game, the tight end. So he was injured clearly for a few games. So he came into the game third in points per game among tight ends. And so that was 15.1. And he just scored 21 in, in this gate in this game. So like he's he's a top three, top four tight end in fantasy still. He's a Love potential this. league winning player if you held on to him. He's incredible. Or traded from at the dead. You want to know what's funny is uh, Gronk before today was the t- tight end 17. Total, even though he's missed. Even though six he's games. like played six, he's a tight end seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. He is a legend. Another person needs a shout out for approaching legendary status award. Jonathan Taylor, man. Yeah, I think so. Taylor has now entered, and Craig, Craig and I were talking about this on the green room this afternoon. Like, 
he's he's entering like the realm of like one of the all-time great seasons. I think he has potential. He's going in that direction. I'm not he saying only has he's got four more games. Yet. They have a bye next week, which sucks. Yeah. But but I mean, he's he, been a weekly top 10 running back in PPR 10 straight weeks. He has 18 touchdowns this season. I mean, by the time the season is over, could be in the 20s. Like that's an all-time that. fantasy season. 10 straight one weeks, he's been a top 10 running back. That's unbelievable. This is like Christian McCaffrey, like Christian McCaffrey light, I guess, you know, because he's not quite as, as, as dominant in the air, obviously, but the man is just, he's just dominating. And he's, so, I love watching him run too, because he is this combination of really, really explosive and physical, but also he kind of like slaloms through the defense, like really gracefully. Like he's not, he, he's just like running on air. Um, I don't know. He's Slalom, just a really I like player. that phrase because he's not one of those running backs that makes a lot of moves, but doesn't get a lot of yardage. Totally. It, he gets north south. Yes. Yeah. But like in um, the way that so. that it, it should be instead of just like sometimes that's a compliment that's a back end compliment for a guy that isn't very agile. Jonathan Taylor gets north south like he actually gets the yards. Yeah. Uh I should note it. I should note today he had 32 rush attempts, 143 yards, two touchdowns. He didn't have any catches, which is scariest player to play in well, fantasy. It was 31 did. to 0, so I, I, I <laughs> yeah. think it's fine. That makes sense. Next up here can you just explain this? Like, what what do we got? What, uh, so I'm going with this one's called the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, starring in the hit comedy Twins Award. Yeah, uh, not if you go lie, back, I haven't seen this movie. I haven't either, but I know can about I, it. Can I get? Oh a, my gosh! Wait, wait, wait. Your guys' generation is showing. Yeah. Can I hazard a guess? Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins, but they don't look anything alike. Well, that's yeah, the basic for, gist of it. Okay, yeah. I just they're long lost twins. They're long lost brothers that they find each other in adulthood or whatever i don't actually remember the exact they're twins plot. i believe they're fraternal twins <laughs> yes yeah. they're twins they're correct yeah <laughs> um anyway so <laughs> QB1, like, no, they're just brothers they're not <laughs> so i don't just know why picture, it's called that <laughs> picture schwarzenegger and devito in the 80s or early 90s maybe um and then picture qb1 and qb2 this week and that was kyler murray and tom brady oh, i just thought I it was a hilarious example of the different, like the contrast between different types of quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and especially in fantasy, the different ways that you can get fantasy points um, from different types of quarterbacks, different styles of quarterbacks, and, and different quarterbacks, quarterbacks of different sizes and shapes. Let's say that because Kyler Murray, he's very short. Tom Brady, on the other hand, is very tall ah. and sort of like the old school, the archetype of the old school pocket passer. Kyler Murray is obviously a dynamic dual threat quarterback. Kyler finished 11 of 14 for 123 yards, two touchdowns, added 59 yards, and two scores on the ground. 31 points. He's the QB1 this week so far. Real best-case scenario game for Kyler. I mean, the weather was really shitty. He threw the ball 14 times coming back from an ankle injury, and he had 31. Like, it was, you know so how they do efficient? The, yeah. Yeah, they do the, like, expected fantasy points thing. Like, he did not have any more expected fantasy points. He reached his <laughs> potential today. He's just maxed out. Yeah. Uh, he did miss three three throws. Three throws. That's Idiot. That, uh, and then Brady, on the other hand, incredibly, incredibly efficient. 38 out of 51, 368 yards. Uh, and four touchdowns? I actually didn't write it down. What was it? Yeah, four. He had four, four touchdowns. Uh, he had one rush for negative one yards. 28.6 points. Second, or he's uh, the QB2 this week. So anyways, I just thought that was funny because like it's just the biggest contrast between like styles um, and height, really. So that's it. Yeah. Just Love those short. guys. Kyler throwing 14 times Brady throwing 51. I'm curious how many, what is something you guys are really confident you could do 51 times when you're 44 years old? Like Tom, <laughs> 51 passes. you're like a three hours to do something. I bet I can hit times. a lot of free throws. 
I bet I could hit 38 little balls of paper into a trash can, throw them into a trash wow. can. I'm pretty Repetition. good at that. Repetition. Repetition. What about, what if the pass rush is coming at you? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow could though. <laughs> he doesn't oh care. Stud. All right. Next up, Craig. <laughs> All right, this is the their real and their spectacular award, the Terry Hatcher Award. Uh, this one goes to Gardner Minshew, baby Minshew Mania. I can't believe we waited this long to get there. <laughs> Obviously, he looked great. They beat the Jets. I know it was the Jets, but Gardner stepped right in. This guy's fake. I, he's an actor. I don't know what's going on. Did you see him with his dad he's like after a the Kenny game? Powers character? No, he I didn't is see like what, a Kenny Powers character. Game? He's just like the way, like him and his dad were such like, it was such like a testosterone filled like bro hug and his hair's like flapping all over he the place and his like mustache. He's wearing the Top yes. Gun like bomber jacket thing. Yeah, he's like a, not a real person. He's like he's a got caricature. A Fu Manchu. Yeah. Yeah. Also, anyway. Well, he, he completed his, it, it, it's just fun that he's playing and you're like, oh, well, he'll probably suck and forget him. And completes his first 11 passes, revives Dallas Goddard from the dead. Mm-hmm. And wins by 15 easily. He went, he was through 250 yards, two touchdowns, like looked just like one of the, you know, best 15 quarterbacks in the league. DK, do you think this is Minshew's a lot better than Jalen Hurts, which is obviously what Philadelphia fans will be consumed by soon? Or is it just like <laughs> kind of lightning in a bottle where right. they're, the Jets were probably preparing all week for Jalen Hurts, who's a completely different kind of, different kind of player. And also the Jets suck. And Minshew's right. like better. Minshew should have gone for more than a sixth round pick, but also Minshew's not this good. And this is just kind of a perfect storm from that huge week. I think there it's something right in between what you said. And we predicted that you would say this, by the way, on the green room. Um, we did. We actually thought you'd be a bit more yeah, we're actually, impassioned. We're surprised that you didn't just completely shit all over Minshew's game here. Um, <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. know. We expected, <laughs> like when I was like blowing smoke up his butt, you'd be like, all right, all right, listen, the Jets prepared for Hurts. <laughs> the Jets suck. Let's not freak out. So do, is that my talk. brand? You guys just think I just don't like anything that is fun You like joyous? the Zag. You Zag. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a Zag guy. You Zag. I don't know he's Zag. Even well, that was a Zag. I agree that you would not... <laughs> Shit. We'll we'll work. We'll think it. about this. We'll we'll table this discussion. To be clear, when Craig um, said he could not get fifty-one paper balls in a trash can with a pass rush, I was totally on board with that. That's right, you are. <laughs> Kudos. Um. Anyway, back to Minshew. Like, I think it's somewhere in between the obvious that it's the Jets, and then the obvious that like he's the next great thing in the NFL. It, it's somewhere in the middle. I think I've liked Minshew going back to his rookie season. I think it was his rookie season when he came in. Um, and played really well. Like, no one really expected him to do that. His his second season in the NFL was, was not nearly as good. Like, things kind of fell apart around him. He just wasn't as efficient, and then he fell. But he was hurt that whole year. Didn't he have an injury that he was playing through? Uh, I can't remember, but for sure it was like he got benched or, like, sort of relegated to the bench, and then everyone just forgot about him, you know? And it was but, like, and then they, they yeah, drafted if, Trevor Lawrence, and that was that. Yeah. If you look at those years, though, his first year, 21 touchdowns, six picks, and even the shitty second year, 16 touchdowns, five picks. Well, yeah. so here's the thing. So the Jaguars flipped him for a six-round pick. Obviously, Urban Meyer has no idea what they're doing in terms of value and stuff because they gave Gardner Minshew the reps and said they're going to hold a competition, air quotes, for Trevor Lawrence. Right. Gave the job to Trevor Lawrence anyway and then traded Minshew for a sixth-rounder, which was bizarre because if you're just going to give Lawrence the job, just give him the reps in training camp. However, I will give, you know, our boss, Bill Simmons, kudos that he said the entire time, like, why is Gardner Minshew not starting? He wanted the Patriots to get Gardner Minshew back in March. And, like, he, he was right. I, I think 
The interesting question is, like, why did six teams not go for him? And I think there's this weird thing where, like, teams refuse to have four quarterbacks on the roster, which I don't really mm -hmm. understand. It's the most important position in sports. I don't know why they're kind of obsessed with, like, having some more special teams versatility instead of, like, shoring up this position. And then it just seems like there are all these teams that could use a Gardner Minshew, like, but they just had their high-priced veteran backup, like the Browns have a Case Keenum. The Steelers, I don't, we don't think of Mason Rudolph as a veteran backup, but like he's played a lot for a backup. The Steelers, you know, don't want to have to give him reps or don't have to give him reps for the play. And I guess they all have these veteran backups that they don't want to have to give practice time. And then like a high upside guy. And then Minshew just gets lost in the shuffle. I think it, yeah, it's so bizarre. I think there's part of it is, Hyph, it's like the politics of quarterback position, right? Like, you don't want someone who's too good and it's going to, like, create a controversy. Kind of like what's happening in Philly, honestly. <laughs> it's like, this is going to create problems for well, Can't say I'm Kim Newton. He's too likable. Well, yeah. And and I think, like, that's a good example, too. But, like, this could create problems for Hurts, like, with, you know, the fan base is, like, clamoring for her, or for, for Minshew to be the starter going forward if, you know, if he has one bad play or one bad game. So, like, teams, I think, are cognizant of that. But also, I think, with Minshew... The thing that kind of it's like he's he's kind of like in the Taylor Heineke mold, like physically speaking, he's not special. Like he doesn't have a big arm. He's he's not tall. He's not big. He's not like overpowering. He's not super fast. Like he can run around. He's kind of scrappy. He I, I him and Heineke to me are, are kind of similar stylistically. Like basically it's the cliche. They, they got moxie, you know, but I think I think Minshew's pretty good. Like he deals with pressure relatively well. He's accurate. Um he he gives his players a chance. Like he throws the ball up and and he's willing to attack tight coverage. I mean, we saw all that today. Um, and the bottom line, I think he has a chance to like kind of be a starter next year. Depending on like this might be his only start this year. I think that the the Eagles already said they're going back to Hertz when he's healthy. It's like sounds like Hertz was close to playing today anyway. Um, and so I think they have a bye next week, and then Hertz will be back as the starter. And so. I just don't think like he's going to be the answer in Philly necessarily. But like Craig, you were saying, you wouldn't mind if he went to Phil or went to Pittsburgh and played for the Steelers or whatever. No, I mean at least give it a shot. I mean, so what was the rub on Minshew? So he played at Washington State under Mike Leach, right, and tore it up. Yeah. Wasn't he really good? Yeah, he had a really, really good. So he has a kind of an interesting story. He was I'm, only I'm, there for one year, right? He started. I don't remember exactly where he started. He was at Alabama for a while. He thought about going into like being a coach, like he was going to be like a grad assistant coach, and then he had the opportunity to go transfer to Wazoo. Went to Wazoo, lit it up in like their air raid style offense, um, and then he was a sixth round pick, I believe. But, like, his numbers were really, really good for Wazoo. Um, people really liked him. He played at the Senior Bowl. He, he was pretty impressive what, there. He was just, he was unremarkable physically, and that was it. I think that's, like, the main thing. And it's also, like, teams maybe still weren't sort of convinced that the air raid offenses are for real kind of deal. Like, oh, this was just, like, a product of the system, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm. But I think that the other thing I was going to say is, like, teams still... It's hard to get it's hard to get past it's hard to live past like your original draft stock, you know what I mean? Like this happens at all positions, but especially quarterback like oh, he's a, he's a 6 round pick. He's not super physically impressive. So that's who he's going to be. You're anchored Is that to why you draft grow the mustache. Pick. He grows the mustache cuz he's not super physically. Impressive. <laughs> I will say <laughs> don't he doesn't look 25. He looks 35 to me. He looks <laughs> Uncle Rico. Yeah. We did the video together. He yeah. looks like the you know who he looks like to me is the guy from Stranger Things like the I think his name's Billy. He's like the kind of like the oh bully. yeah the the 80s <laughs> he looks like he's from the 80s boyfriend yeah. yes exactly he's like an 80s spoof come to life yeah. he's like an SNL skit it's unbelievable anyway I I actually like to 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 round it all out I actually think Minshew is pretty good and I hope that he gets a chance to start somewhere 
No, I don't know. I'm going to throw cold water on this whole thing. No. <laughs> there he is. There's um, the hyphens we know and love. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. I'm giving an award. This is the fabulous award, which is for the people who have free agent auction budget and you spend your fab and like all those guys were fabulous today. Alex Madison, Sony Michelle, top eight running backs. I think they both had like 20 more points. They've each had a, more than 120 total yards and a touchdown. Elijah Mitchell, who a lot of people spent a lot of fab on early mm -hmm. in the season. Top 15 has played fantastic in the games. He's been healthy. Devontae Freeman, top 15 running back this week. I'm not like all those guys have delivered. And I'm, the only guy who was kind of disappointing was Jamal Williams. He didn't kill you. He just didn't do anything for you today. And I'm not even including Taysom Hill, who we've been saying would be a good fantasy quarterback when he got the starting job. It took forever. Got the starting <laughs> job and was a top set, six fantasy quarterback this week. But I feel like he needs his own award because it was the most disgusting game to watch <laughs> if you had a fantasy quarterback yeah. in a long time. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I don't know if I've ever had a fourth quarter roller coaster with a fantasy guy for like a Thursday night game. I'm not counting like a Monday night, your whole matchup. Like it's the first game. Like what could go wrong? He threw a pick on three straight drives Ugh. to end the yeah. game. And then the fourth one somehow gets the ball back like four times in the final eight minutes. And then the fourth one just he threw so many picks and ended the game that the defense let him get a 70-yard touchdown. <laughs> the, the, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was Deontay Harris had some little slant and just scampered. He was like, <laughs> and was just yeah, like he looked, turned about seven or eight times on that touchdown. Yeah, he like switched was, switchbacks. <laughs> I think it elevated, and it reminded me who Taysom Hill is, which is the whole reason we talk about Taysom Hill is he's not like, he can't throw the ball. It, <laughs> he had a finger injury right. in that game. He kind of throws like he had a finger injury like before he, when he was perfectly healthy. Like he's not a quarterback, but he runs so much that he will get you the points. But I think he's elevated to the Mitchell Trubisky level of like, you just don't watch Taysom Hill play. If you have <laughs> just, him in fantasy, just He'll look at the score at the out. end of the game. If you already have high blood pressure, heart issues, not worth your time. It's like Tim Tebow, man, Tim yeah. Tebow. You just couldn't it watch is. the game. You just got to check the Ask score. Ask your doctor if Taysom Hill is right for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's yeah. Heifetz, Craig and I were texting throughout this whole game, by the way, too, because we all had like some stock in Taysom Hill. And after yeah. like a few plays, he went out. I think it was like the first quarter, early the first quarter, he went out because he had, he got the injury to his finger and we're all just like, God damn it, you know? <laughs> and then Shit. like he starts warming up, he starts getting hot. He has like all these big runs and we're thinking, ooh, this is good. This is really good. And then he, and then of course, like he said, he has this three or four t uh, interceptions like streak right in the same like part of the game. And we're like, oh God, this guy sucks. And then of course, 
It was like a feeding frenzy. Yeah. Like you were watching all the defenders out there and the Cowboys literally, like Trevon Diggs seemed like a shark trying to breach for like all the, the seals. You know when the seals <laughs> yeah. have their mating season and all the sharks just wait? Or like the bears waiting for the salmon upstream? They're just waiting for these salmon, like Taysom Hill ducks to just jump up. And, uh, anyway, <laughs> make uh, metaphors. So the bottom point line, is Taysom Hill's bad pass. Bottom line, he's, he's supposed to keep starting. From, based on what, but he's fabulous. Based on what we know All right the guys now. you spent the fab on been yeah. good. Play Taysom Hill. Just don't watch. Okay. All right, next up. Uh, here's an oldie but a goodie. That's why I drafted you, Award. Um, I'm going with Chris God- Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers. Um, here's the thing I like about Godwin the most. Not only is he insanely consistent week in and week out, but he mixes in a nice ceiling game here and there, too. Um, and he got one of those today. 17 targets, 15 catches, <laughs> 143 yards. He added a nine-yard rush, 30 points. Uh, new franchise record, by the way, with, in catches with 15. Um, and he came into the week as the wide receiver 11 in PPR. And I think there's obvi- he's obviously going to be moving up for this. Like, he's been quietly one of the best receivers in fantasy this year. So under the radar. I couldn't believe when I saw that he was the wide receiver 11 before this game. He'll probably be, like, number eight now. Yeah. He has really like been. Glansburg. Yeah, like, I would not have guessed him to be the best Bucks wide receiver this year, but he clearly has been. He's kind of, I, I wonder if it's because he's kind of just low-key. When he catches the ball, he just, like, tosses it to the ref and then goes back to the line. And, like, he's, like, very just sort of soft-spoken, it seems like, at least, like, stylistically. I can't think of a person who's more of a juxtaposition, like, in terms of their personality from Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, that's right. what I was going to say. Is he's surrounded by such big characters. You have Rob Gronkowski. You even have Mike Evans, who's like known to like <laughs> fucking get yeah. in fights with Marshawn Lattimore every time they play the Saints. That's like that's kind of what you know about Mike Evans. Uh, you have obviously Antonio Brown, like Leonard Fournette has like the playoff line. You think you have Tom Brady, yeah. Bruce Arians, Chris Godwin's just like there doing his job, and he's really <laughs> Chris good. Godwin's <laughs> the most wholesome person off the field. He wrote a guest column for Peter King. If you want to read Chris Godwin, Football Morning in America, Google like Peter King, Chris Godwin, and like. He just wrote and basically just about how grateful he is for everything. It's really sweet. And also, you can just YouTube this really cute video of him and his girlfriend doing confetti snow angels in the Super Bowl. And like, it's just, <laughs> he's a very wholesome yeah. guy, very good to root for. Not Antonio Brown uh, is the point. Here, the, to round this all out, like, my, when I was putting this guy on the dock, I literally was like, I put Chris Godwin down. I was like, Chris. That doesn't sound right. Is that right? Is that his name? I had to like Google it to make sure I had the name. Chris? This guy's not named Chris, is he? Chris Godwin. Christopher. That's a fun experiment to do that. Like (laughs) if you run into Tom Brady, you could be like, hey, Thomas. (laughs) It's kind of odd. So like here, the next guy on my list here, I I hopped in the That's Why I Drafted You Award. I wanted to talk about George Kittle. Isn't it weird if you met him, you'd be like, hey, George, come sit over here. (laughs) Yeah. That is so odd to me. But anyway, I have to call him George Kittle. George Kittle... 181 yards, two touchdowns today, exploded. He was dominant. Was best, best tight end of the week. Looked like whatever the thing that you tweeted that Gronk was, it was like the healthy version of that. He's like the young, <laughs> yes. vital version of He's that. like tiptoeing down no, the sideline. This side is line. where Kittle got the Gronk com- like comparisons from because he inherited Gronk's title as like the best tight end because he was the blocking and the receiving and like this was the day where you're like, oh yeah, that was not hyperbole. But what he did not inherit was Gronk's consistency. This this is the Kittle yeah. experience. This is what you drafted him for. It's he had 35 points today. Last week he had one. He played the whole game. <laughs> oh, I know. He was one of our uh, <laughs> like the DB Cooper, I think, last week. And like you're gonna you're gonna get three to four games because of injury. He's gonna miss. You're going to have like two or three massive explosions that pretty much no other tight end in the league can do. And then you're going to get a lot of duds. This is what George Kittle is. Enjoy it today because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. 
I just want to shout out also the way he got that like second touchdown, which was one of those routes where I don't remember exactly. I don't know if it was an out or a crosser or something, but basically he caught the ball and went out and went up the side. That was one of those like, oh, wow, really athletic. He's going to get like five, six, maybe seven extra yards by like tiptoeing. He just kept going. Yeah. And like, I think even the defenders were surprised. I think the guys blocking were surprised. Like he they just all thought ran he went like out. 30 more yeah. yards. By the way, he beat. Bobby Wagner to like he took an angle on Bobby Wagner and beat him to the sideline, went up to the sideline, scored a touchdown. So it wasn't just like some rando Seahawks defender. Uh it was Bobby Wagner, which is is I mean, obviously Wagner's a little bit older nowadays, but like one of the like one of the better defenders of the last decade. So also shout out Bobby Wagner, one of the better pod producers here at the ringer. He's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Different Come, Bobby let's Wagner. fight me, Bobby. Let's go. Like like Seattle, like Bobby Wagner, I think our Bobby Wagner, you know, he's getting up there in years. He's still serviceable, but, you know, no, we'll see. If Trade him now while he's still got some value. No. Yeah, exactly. Probably just. Yeah, get out of here early. Replace Craig here. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, TK. Yeah, next up, I, I'm going to do a new category here. The Deep Fake Award. Or, mm, very, or not. Very 2021 of you. Yeah. Did it feel like you were watching a deep fake of Josh Jacobs on the field today? Like, the dude was yeah. catching passes. It was bizarre. It was like Theo Riddick. This is perfect. <laughs> so um, is that Theo Riddick? Is that Jalen Richard? Is this, like, DeAndre Swift? Uh, so I have to say, I, I have to toot-toot for DK right here. Because I'm going to toot-toot for DK's one. <laughs> DK has been saying that Josh Jacobs can catch for his entire career. Yeah. And I kind of didn't believe him. <laughs> Dude, he was really, he was good at, as a pass catcher at Alabama. Like, that was one of the reasons I liked him so much. And that was one of the reasons when, when he was drafted in the first round, we were like, oh, that makes sense because they can use him in the passing game a lot. Otherwise, why would they do this? And then they went ahead and just didn't use him in the passing game, like, at all. Like, I think there was a stat coming into the season. I don't know what it is now, but it was like he literally had had two targets on third down in his career coming into this season. Yeah, and then they brought in Kenyon That's Drake. crazy <laughs> for a first-round Yeah, back. then they kept... That is crazy. They kept Jalen Richard, signed Kenyon Drake, and Who everyone broke was his just ankle like, today. Yeah. Yeah, Kenyon Drake's out for the season. So yeah. that's why I think, and, and that's the context that I think is important here. So Jalen Richard was out on the COVID list. Uh, Kenyon Drake broke his ankle, so he's done for the season. But regardless, uh, Josh Jacobs had 13 rushes, 52 yards, a touchdown, plus nine catches on nine targets for 38 yards. By the way, nine catches for 38 yards isn't necessarily ideal, but in PPR, I'll take it. Um, I saw this actually. It's, it's, it's like almost 10 points. Of course you'll take uh, it. So I guess the context here is, number one, is this going to continue down the stretch? Because with Drake out, I think there's a good chance that he will see his passing usage tick up. I don't know if it's going to be quite this dramatic, obviously, because Jalen Richard will come back at some point. Um, but quietly, and I saw this from Mike Clay, Jacobs has, he's now 13th in targets on the year among running backs and ninth in catches, which is really surprising to me. Um, and he's done that despite missing two games this year. And so basically what I'm saying is quietly Jacobs has become a part of this passing game. It's It's been sort of like a gradual thing, but over the last like month or so, they've actually used him quite a bit in the passing game. And if that's the case, if that continues, like it changes the whole outlook and profile of Josh Jacobs as a fantasy player. So um, I just think it's something to keep in mind and, and keep watch on now. It's obviously not like you're going to pick him up on the waivers or anything like that. But um, if they actually start with this new leadership and everything, using him in the passing game, uh, it could make him uh, a lot more valuable going forward than we thought he was coming into the year. Well, DK said that uh, Jacobs was quietly ninth in targets. Craig, that's, that's, that's a wonderful segue. Mm. Speaking of quiet... My next category is called the Silent But Deadly Award. SBD. For, 
SBD, the SBD of week 13 <laughs> was David Montgomery, yes. who had 24 points today. He got a ton of carries. And I'm also tossing in James Conner, who had 18 points today and a ridiculous one-handed catch that yeah. he ended up scoring on. Um, by the way, Heifetz, my theory is that if if James Conner, like if if James Conner was just put into Najee Harris's body, everybody would be saying he's incredible. But just because he's James Conner, no one's saying that. Like, I really do think that if you swapped the Steelers running backs and the Cardinals running backs right now, like, they're the same. Like, James Conner's is just as good as Najee Harris right now. But nobody <laughs> wants to admit that. No, I don't think it's that. It, it, it's that what we always talk about of, like, once we have an idea of a player, we don't want to change Exactly. Minds. Like, we all decided James Conner was bad. But the but only like, reason we decided that is because he was on a terrible Pittsburgh team with Duck Hodges yes. and Mason Rudolph. But <laughs> when he was with Ben, when they were, like, kind of healthy, he was, like, a top 12 guy. And we just... I think he's boring. No, I think the real answer is that James Conner is what we all thought Kenyon Drake could be last year. Like when Kenyon Drake was coming into the season and like has never played for the Cardinals and like we're like, oh, maybe he's like a third round pick. Like Kenyon Drake, this Cliff Kingsbury offense, Kyler could be really good. Kyler's still all the rushing touchdowns. And then coming into this year, the starting running back for the Cardinals somehow was going in like, I don't know, nine rounds later than Kenyon Drake was. It's unbelievable. James Conner's 26 years old. And... Has a touchdown like in every same single- age as Todd Gurley. Same age as Todd Gurley. Anyway, I just want to shout out David Montgomery, who nobody talks about, who was hurt for a while, but the guy gets 20 carries a game. He's really good. I think he'll be better if Fields is back. Andy Dalton's horrible. But two guys like James Conner and David Montgomery will not get talked about a lot in group chats, but those are two guys who could win you fantasy playoff games. This is crazy because I'm looking at the top like running backs for today. Javante Williams is number one. I mean, I just want to shout out Craig, who we had a we had call yeah. in the first quarter. And Craig's like, I think Javante Williams is going to. No, no, no. I didn't say I him? think it was going to happen. I was like, if he does have a, a crappy game, if he's a letdown game, because we were all excited. This is the first game without Melvin Gordon. So everybody thought he was going to explode. You were. I'll, I'm just going to say you were you were nominating him for a quite different category. <laughs> 150 yards after you said that. Anyway, but the point is Javante Williams is number one. But then you got David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, Sony Michelle. Alex Madison. Is this basically a list of the top five running backs Honestly, for the season? Kind of. I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor's number one. I Eckler fumbled a couple times today, but we'll give Eckler two, right? That's yeah. fair. Then and we'll give Vikings running back Madison Cook combined, I guess, three. If you I think Joe Mixon's right like, there. But what's the t- what is the top five or six? Because is Leonard Fournette, like in the top three or four, is Josh Jacobs, like Antonio Gibson, six or six? Like, like the I think whole James Connor is James Connor's got to be there. James Connor's got to be top seven. If Taylor's, if Jonathan Taylor's his own tier at number one, and then let's say Austin Eckler's number in the second tier, Lenny Fournette's there. Uh, James Connor's there. Like, yeah, like, but isn't like, Chase Edmonds great, coming but, back right? at some point, or is he done for the year? Uh, uh, he's going to come back, but yeah. like, I don't, but James Conner is playing so well. I mean, I don't mm. necessarily know that how much work Chase well, Edmonds is going to take. I mean, let's uh, look, let's do it. Him. Let's, let's do it from an elimination point of view. Aaron also, Jones, Edmonds played for a while with James Conner and James Conner was amazing. Yeah. Cause he was scoring like one year touchdowns All several touchdowns, times. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do it for process of elimination. DeAndre Swift, not going to happen cause he's injured right now. And who knows how many games he's going to miss. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook uh, is banged up, slowed up. I don't think it's going to happen. Probably going down the stretch. Derrick Henry's gone. Uh, I don't think Najee's going to do it from an efficiency point of view. He's Ceiling's got the ceiling's too low. Yeah, yeah. No, and they, I think they're rotating him more. The whole he's got the floor, but not the ceiling. I think, I think, 
I think he's hit the rookie uh, Alvin Kamara still coming off the knee injury. I don't know, like, if he has it anyway. Like, honestly, if Taysom's under center, like, he might not have it anyway. Um, Daryl Henderson, no. James Robinson, he's kind of in the doghouse after another fumble today. Nick Chubb, got Kareem Hunt coming back, and so, or is back, and so, like, they're going to have to split stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a legit thing here that, um, that the, like, that he can be, like, a top five guy. Like, uh, David Montgomery, is that who you're saying, or both David Montgomery and James Conner? Montgomery and James Conner yeah. in the conversation. What are we going to call it? Top five, top eight? Like we're talking. It's just an interesting group, and not the kind of group that you were, that yeah. we would usually. No think doubt. About. It's really cool that Leonard Fournette. If you, if somebody would have just said when when Leonard Fournette was at LSU that he would be the best player on a Super Bowl or like he would have had the best performance in the Super Bowl in like four years, you'd be like, oh yeah, that makes total sense, and you'd have no idea that he had this horrible, horrible three, four-year stretch and then essentially got cut right. and then signed for like a, a small amount of money and now has completely revamped his career. He almost got cut from the Bucks. Like, they almost cut him because it wasn't, like, he wasn't, I, I don't know what the deal was. It wasn't, like, practicing correctly or he had a bad attitude or whatever. And then Arians had to have, a, like, a sit-down. He changed his whole perspective and all of a sudden he is, like, like their stud running back. Like, he's he's just been so good. I, there was a couple of runs today where I was like, damn, that was like impressive. He caught a one-handed touchdown. Like he's been playing really well. It's not just volume. I gotta say, like I, I gotta give him his props because um I've there's been a couple of plays lately, last couple of weeks, where I'm like, that was like a grown grown man play right there. Who was on him earlier? Who's on Lenny earlier that's right. than us? Never never late. <laughs> yeah, sorry, never just wrong, early. just early. We're just early. That's, that's, like, that's a good t-shirt. Never late. Never wrong, just early. <laughs> never wrong, just early. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. I think you, I'm going to give you two both never wrong just early on Elijah Moore because you guys want to more DK than me. I thought, give it to so DK. I, I looked at Elijah Moore the same as Rashad Bateman, as these are rookies who will disappoint you and you have dynasty brain. Elijah Moore's been ama- amazing, fantastic immediately. And even with Zach Wilson, he's good. And I'm, I'm surprised. And two, I mean, two, two, so two DK. I think the Elijah Moore thing was like obviously in, in the preseason, the, Reports coming out of Jets camp were insanely good. Like he was the he was the story of training camp for them. And this is also a guy who I really liked coming out um, from Ole Miss. Like dynamic, dynamic player, very explosive, like awesome hands, all this stuff. Great route runner. Um, but it was just like he got hurt at the end of camp, and then he didn't. It took him a really long time to work his way back. It's like the Shanahan school of like motivation. Like for, they started rotating him in took him a while to like get back in, in the good graces of the coaches, all this stuff, like just all this 
annoying stuff I don't need to get into again. But he's been playing a full-time role now for the Jets. And it's been everything that we like hoped and dreamed it would be, like like in his role where he's actually playing a full, you know, workload of 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 snaps. He had another, let me see here. He had another six catches on 12 targets today, 77 yards and a touchdown plus a nine-yard rush, 20 points. He should have had another touchdown, by the way, but Zach Wilson sailed it over his head. He was like wide open in the back of the end zone. Um, but now just like looking back at his last seven games, his, here's the PBR points in the last seven, 20.6, 9, 30, 13, 27, 13, 10. Um, and crucially today, like I think the biggest thing is he answered the, the question we also had, is can he continue this streak with Zach Wilson at quarterback? He's, and, is he, he's quarterback proof. Yeah. I mean, he's the number one guy in this offense now. I mean, regardless of who the quarterback is. So um, never wrong just early. We were a little too early on Elijah Moore. And look, I recognize like I get excited about rookie players. I got Dynasty Brain. I spend the entire offseason studying these guys, like spending hundreds of hours like studying these guys. So when they start doing stuff that's fun in the NFL, I get like really excited. Um, so t- that's the context. But I'm, I'm really glad to see him like be very consistent and he has emerged as like the number one guy. We saw this last year with Justin Jefferson. Like rookies can do this. Rookies can put up elite numbers. Um, so you just have to be, you have to, I think you have to be aware that there's going to be some duds in here. There's going to be some volatility with these guys. Um, but rookie receivers are capable of putting up elite numbers in fantasy. So you have to be kind of like, I guess, ready to uh, jump jump into the deep end sometimes with these guys. But maybe, they, maybe they're not going to like necessarily pay off right away. I guess that's kind of like the lesson here. Never wrong. Just <laughs> early. Never wrong. Craig wasn't wrong about Mike Williams. He was exactly on time. And then, and then now <laughs> early. And then early again. Yeah. So Mike bounced back today, 110 yards on five touchdowns, on five catches. I wish it was five touchdowns. The Chargers are six and one when Mike Williams has over 80 yards. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. You guys remember? Do you guys, there's going to be niche. Do you guys remember in the movie The Incredibles? The school teacher of Dash and Dash, is that his name? The kid, right? The fast kid? The kid, yeah, the Dash. kid who runs, yeah. He would, he would cheat in class. He would run up and look at the answers and run back. And the the profet, the teacher caught him on camera and he's he has the teach he has the parents of the Incredibles in and he's showing them on the security camera. He's like, look, right there, there's a glitch right there. He moves. I know he yeah. moves. And he goes, Coincidence? I think <laughs> not. Coincidence? I think <laughs> not. All right. That was a long runway to get there, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. There is a direct correlation between Mike them throwing the ball deep down the field to Mike Williams when he's always open and him catching it and them winning the goddamn game. And it even it happened today in the there was a microcosm of the whole season in the game today. The first quarter, Mike Williams had 92 yards. They were up 23-0. The rest of the game, they didn't do anything. They had a defensive touchdown and they were stalled the whole game. Mike Williams didn't do anything. And then one the final drive. Craig, can I throw a theory what? out there? They took it away. They don't like go into a week and be like, you know what? No long touchdowns <laughs> to Mike Williams this week. <laughs> They're trying to every be week. honest, dude. Just sometimes it doesn't work. Our, our colleague, Ben Solak, was literally commenting after the first quarter, like the Chargers once again remembered how to run an offense. Let's hope they keep it up. And they didn't. Yeah, no, I think this has been a thing that's been discussed really and, 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 and analyzed very closely. It's like, uh, they have a quarterback with a howitzer for an arm, like literally the most gifted, maybe other than Josh Allen, the most gifted phys- physically quarterback. No, it's yeah. Mahomes. Oh, and Mahomes. I can't, yeah. I, okay. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, like cannon yes. arms. 
Um, Rogers, and they're running guy. like this Breeze offense. Like he's Drew Breeze, where he can't throw the ball no, downfield. No one was complaining when Mike Williams was Michael Thomas. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, but a lot of it wasn't that he was Mike Thomas. It was that they were giving him like these deep shots down the field. Like that was obviously helping for his volume and stuff early on in the season. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, like I, I Craig, you were saying it like kind of like tongue in cheek, like coincidence. I think not, but like really, I mean, they're it, six it, and one when Mike Williams has a good game. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not a coincidence. Like they need these explosive plays. They need Mike Williams to keep going off. Um, it'd be. It's going to be very interesting to see how he plays down the stretch here because he's a he's in a contract year, right? Yeah, and I'm just very curious to see like if they get him super heavily involved, if that's like a big, big focus for them and if they can do it more importantly, if they can do it because he's got a big payday coming, I think regardless, but it's going to be interesting to see how he plays because I think the question is, is he going to stay, you know, in LA or is he going to try and leave in free agency? So there's a lot on the line here. All right. I'm gonna give a Cooper cup award player. You wish you had more of. Yeah. I'm gonna start with Cooper cup. (laughs) <laughs> who's really good at fantasy football. Cooper Cup yeah, yeah. has 304 PPR fantasy points this season, which is the most for a receiver through his team's first 12 games in 70 years. And okay, so we can ever, just say ever. Just say ever. Ever. That's the, <laughs> I, unless, say like, ever. Fantasy football, even if you want to go back to literally when they first did it, I think it was the 60s. So like the most ever through 12 games. Although shout out Crazy Legs Hirsch, who had 318 points in 12 games. Crazy, crazy Legs, Legs Hirsch. What a name. Cooper Cup is unbelievable. And like... He had no catch or two catches for 14 yards for a lot of this game. And then there was like a three or four drives uh, section where he just had like 120 for like a touchdown or something. He's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's honestly, really Stafford should have got him another touchdown. There was this hilarious replay they had where Cooper Cup standing there wide open, waiting for the ball, waiting for the ball, waiting for the ball. And then the ball dribbles in like a, like he's fielding a grounder <laughs> and he's like playing shortstop. <laughs> And he just yeah. looks really dejected. and But, like, he's just always open, man. It's crazy. Love Cooper Cup. Uh, this one's one of my favorite categories of all time. The No Seriously, Who, who Is This Person Award. Uh, tight end Brock Wright. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this person. And in fact, I thought it was TJ Hawkinson when he caught it. That's the worst, by the way. When they kind of, like, have the same build or whatever. Uh, yeah. I've never heard of Brock Wright. Do you guys know who he is? No. Is that the name for the Venom reporter? <laughs> What's Venom's yeah, alter? I don't know. Name? I haven't seen that. Like the journalist that Tom Hardy plays, Brock Wright. Brock sounds like a Marvel or not the Marvel. Movie, sounds like a superheroy name. Eddie Brock. Sorry. That's oh, the, thanks, that's Mike. Tom Hardy and Venom. Eddie Brock. Uh, do you guys want to give a guess as to where he went to college? No. Central Michigan. Eastern. Ooh, that's Michigan. actually a really good guess, Craig. Uh, but no, it's Notre Dame. Oh, undrafted right. this year, twenty twenty one. Um, I wonder what he feels about Brian Kelly. We should ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Deke, I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to have more to say about Brock. Wright. No, I'm, I really wanted to. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now, and there was okay. nothing else of note. That's it. Oh. Wow. Well, right. that's what an absolute dagger for Brock Wright. Well, he had tough, he had, tough week for Brock. Well, he the best week of his life. What are you talking about? He's and then nobody can say anything about him. Like, yeah, I don't know. Seems like a, a, a good player that scores touchdowns yeah all right well speaking of which let's flip this around i'm making up a new award this week for a third time still no charm which is for gerald everett god damn it my god this has fire him i mean we've been saying <laughs> gerald everett's a good fantasy streamer for a while and i guess he is because like the you know he's got the opportunities i 
don't want to be mean, but like, this is like a career defining game, isn't it? <laughs> well, they did win. The Seahawks did win, which helps. That's the only That's thing. The, yeah. I guess. He had so it, two horrible fumbles and then the most, I think, the most egregious drop that led to a pick I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. So he effectively had two, three turnovers on himself and two were at the one yard line. Is that correct, DK? Yeah. Yeah, the the pick the pick was essentially in the end zone. So the first the first one was like a he got stripped on a screenplay. He just dropped the for ball for Seattle if that wasn't clear because yeah. only Seattle could do these things. And then later in the game, he ran like a out like an out route or whatever. Russell Wilson found him wide open. This is on third down, I think. Found it. He was like wide open for a touchdown. Would have walked in untouched. And he dropped it. He and then he tried to like bobble it, and he bobbled it like three times, and like kicked it up into the air so they could. He hot potatoed it, yeah, ten feet in so the air, so it could settle very softly, like a like a butterfly settling on someone's hands into the defender's hands. Um, made it really easy on him. And then the third one was like late in the game. There was like I don't know a few minutes left in the game. Seahawks are uh, looking to, so they're up by seven. They're looking to basically just like put the final nail in the coffin. This is it. We're going to win. Which, by the way, bizarre Pete Carroll of choice course. to not This was after the they one. had gone for it on fourth down, which is like totally unlike Pete Carroll. Pete, I don't Pete know what was he having was. an existential crisis. Yeah, he was, going, he was on one. Big Balls Pete is back. Big Balls Pete, by the way, was his nickname at USC, which is like ironic because he's the most conservative coach ever in the NFL. Um, and that, what is it? No Balls Pete now? What is <laughs> I it I guess. Um, low so low T Pete? I don't know. Um, anyway, so then, so they did like a little shovel pass. This is like to seal the game. They're going to win the game. It's going to be so easy. They're from the one yard line. They did a little it was shovel. One of those Travis Kelsey shuffles, yeah, you know? Shovel, shovel pass to, uh, I'm, by the way, I'm shocked they even gave him this opportunity because he had fumbled twice <laughs> before this or he'd given up two turnovers before. And then he fumbled it. And then, he, like, in perfect classic Seahawks fashion, the 49ers marched down the field. And have an opportunity to score. It goes down to fourth down. They make a stop and they win. But like, it's like this, we, it could have been so easy. This could have been like, I could have been relaxing. I wouldn't have had to like have my heart pressure go up. Uh, it, it would have been fine. Is heart pressure a thing? I, I would have had my blood pressure go up. Uh, my heart rate. Anyway, after saying, I, I know for a fact, and I apologize to everybody in the past that, that heard me say this. I said, Earlier on the show, like in, I don't know, a couple of months ago, like every time Gerald Everett touches the ball, he looks like the best player in the NFL. They need to get him the ball more. I rescind that comment. He's not the best player in the NFL to me anymore. Why? Uh, was it the three turnovers? It was. Yeah. I, I know that the, I know that this has happened. I'm sure it's happened. But I can't remember as bad of a game. Like, can you remember <laughs> off the top of your head, like a skill player turning uh, it over three times? I'll tell you. I'll tell you when. It was the, the Niners... It was Kyle Williams, the Niners punt returner who fumbled twice in the NFC Championship game. Oh, that was that was a bad that's, one. But like that's where my head goes. Like like I, it was such a bad game for Gerald Everett that I I just feel bad for him. Like I I forget the you're an Seahawks fan, maybe you're mad, but like it, I'm so gl I'm glad the Seahawks won because if not, it would you know it would have been like, like the guy it haunts uh, you. in the NFC Championship game. I can't even remember his name now. The tight end for the Packers who like went off script and tried to grab the the onside kick against the Seahawks and like bobbled it and allowed the Seahawks to win and go to the Super Bowl. Do you remember this? And he got cut and then like he was out of the NFL the next year. Oh that's um, brutal. Pretty very brutal. I don't oh, think that's gonna okay. happen with Everett. Uh, and I'm not actually so. mad because the Seahawks won, but like it's rough. Like hopefully the, he can come back from this. We um we gotta get down to brass tack here. Brass I said brass tack. It's definitely brass tacks. 
Like T A C K. Although I don't know what that phrase means now that I just messed it up. I don't now I don't know what brass tax even supposed to mean. I, guess I thought it important. was for, for my whole life. I thought it was like T A X, like brass tax. But I don't know what that. I I wouldn't know what that is either. You you guys, I want to be hundred percent honest with you. I to this moment thought it was T A X. Yes, uh, I love tax. it. I know. Uh, do we want a tangent here about brass, or should we just get to the end of the show? <laughs> I'm going to get to the end of the show. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably We have a burn book decisions to make here. I got to say, I, I know that there's a nominee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote against it, and I struggled to find somebody to add this week. Okay. Because <laughs> I briefly thought about Gerald Everett as a burn book <laughs> candidate. Oh, that's just... No, he's not like, good enough. He's not in enough fantasy lineups. I'm like, he had a hard enough day. Like, honestly, <laughs> he doesn't need us. But I think the person who I'm wondering about, I'm just going to throw it out there. Is Devontae Smith for the Eagles. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, this hurts my he heart. He's a non-traditional candidate because he had two straight weeks of 22 points a few weeks ago. But overall, he's just been a very boom-bust receiver. He had three points today in a day where Dallas Goddard went out and had, like, the best game of his career. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just I'm putting forward the candidacy for Devontae Smith. Craig, you're, you're already signaling some dissent here. I just think he's been good enough. I mean, he's had two slow weeks, and I'm like, ah, I, I, for a guy who's had like a pretty promising rookie year, two slow weeks. I don't know if I'm ready to put him in the book. It feels it feels hasty. What do you think, DK? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree. I I think he is like we mustn't add a player in haste. He did have yeah, like you said, Heifetz. He had week nine, 22 points. Week 10, 22 points. Week 11, 10 points. I think, and, and the thing that we've said, you know, throughout the year is that these rookies can be volatile, especially in a rookie, especially a rookie in the NFL's most run heavy team. So I don't think we need to burn him, but I think it's definitely one of those situations where it's like, we're probably not going to try and convince you to start him against Washington in week 15. They do have a buy coming up, but um, I don't think it's that major where we need to put him in the book. Okay. You you, you guys want, I, you guys, well, well, I got, I got something. I got something. Oh. Okay, I was I was gonna. Okay, yeah, you go, you go, Craig. Do you have one in your head? Because I'm gonna about I'm gonna potentially cause an avalanche on this podcast. I'm right also now. potentially oh gonna cause. Oh an avalanche. boy, I wonder. Did we land on this? All right. Well, well DK said. Here's who I think. What? what where is this going? Let, I'm, I'm very let me concerned. nominate somebody. Patrick Mahomes. Oh shit! That would be bold. I was. Let me. That's Pat, bolder than Patrick bias. Mahomes wow. since week seven. Here we go. Eight, fifteen, ten. 36, 8, 13. No one in fantasy football <laughs> is more upset with a player than they are Patrick Mahomes. The guy who, Nick, who has him in my big league at home, so pissed. Basically, like, does anybody want Patrick Mahomes? I'm sick of this shit. I got to start him every week, and it sucks. I have no choice but to start him. You are hamstrung. You are hogtied to this guy every week, and he's been screwing you 80% of the time. All right, I'll give you an incredible stat right now. This this seems crazy, but it's true. If you go by points per game from week seven to week thirteen, Mahomes is for uh, I gotta count. He's solo down. I have to count manually. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> count. Counting out. Everyone has to have Still played counting. five games. He's outside the top fifteen over the last seven weeks. Jesus. He has zero passing touchdowns in the past two games. What do we think? What do we think? He's eighteenth. He's eighteenth by points per game. Uh, just after Ben Roethlisberger. What? Uh, I, ben Roethlisberger is <laughs> better than Mahomes oh in fantasy since week seven. 
What are we tell what are Craig we telling right. people though? If we put him in the book, what it what it translate that into advice? Is that, advice are we is, saying don't um, we start feel Mahomes? your pain? Yeah. That's the advice. We have no advice. Like it like, like you, you have still to have to well, start maybe you Mahomes, don't anymore. But uh, it's well, a it's a stamp on his don't. season. That's all this is, right? This Honestly, is a maybe label. You don't have to play him anymore. Eighteenth, eighteenth in quarterback point per, points per game, and I'm eliminating all the guys who played like two games. I'm doing minimal. You had to play four or five starts at quarterback since week seven, which is, I mean, I'm not counting even like the the Mike Whites. He's not even on the list. Like eighteenth, man, that's crazy. I think I think Craig's right. I think Mahomes was in the burn book. I I, th- I had someone else in mind, but this is way better. This is tough. I'm gonna save mine for another day. Um, I want to say also in the in the fantasy playoffs, he's got the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, and then if you go to Week 18, the Broncos. Like that's not an easy stretch of games. I don't know, man. Dude, I, Craig, well done. Yeah, Mahomes is in Mahomes is in the burn book. That's crazy. All right, burn for the full burn book. We've got. Week one, Raheem Mostert, Marquez Callaway, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Davis, Allen Robinson, Miles Gaskin, who we'll, we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, and now Patrick Mahomes. Now, Craig, while you yeah. were gone last week, we did a Khaleesi. <laughs> we had to we had to unburn we someone. Pulled we pulled Miles Gaskin, first of his name, the unburnt. <laughs> and because he's just like too good. <laughs> First of his name. So I I think that we might need another unburned candidate. This no, week. so we gotta do it every week. We gotta pull somebody out. No, 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 no. 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 We don't this have a different case. We we decided DK and I had a quorum. <laughs> so we made a decision on Miles Gaskin. We had another person, we punted it to this week to talk to you, and the person kept the, their end of the bargain up. We're wondering if we should unburn <laughs> Odell Beckham. Because we basically burned his Browns tenure and we're ah. debating if he should logistically, technically, spiritually get a second chance now that he's on the Rams. Yeah, it's like it's it's like when Khaleesi went from being a Targaryen to like a, the Khaleesi for a while there. And then she was like the queen. I don't know. This is this analogy is going off the rails. I didn't get where you were coming from at all right there. But my point is, she was a Targaryen who was like, you know. Off the she was she was in wherever she was away from Westeros, you know they had to they had to you, know, you want me to flesh this out? Keep going. Now Ruben's going to yeah. fire you. She, I'm not yeah. wrong. She was away from Westeros. Well, Khaleesi is a Dothraki term, so like if she's Khaleesi, she's that's a Dothraki title. That's what I'm saying. So when she was, uh, like she was, her and her brother had been. Sent forth from the land, and they were like being kept taken care of by that one rich guy. I don't know the name. Are you following Hyphus? Did you watch the show? Yeah, I, I, I just want to know where you're going. This guy, they were like powerless at that point. They were like out on like wandering around. They didn't have anything to do. And then he got he married her to uh, Cal Drogo, and then all of a sudden she started having her power. Like that's when she. That's like when Odell went to the Rams. God damn it! Why are you letting me still say this stuff? So is Sean McVay Jason Momoa? First of all, no. She had the power the whole time. It was in her forever. That's first of all, it's in the canon. That's why she got out of the bath in like her first scene. It didn't burn her. Number two. I'm just talking about the context the of where is she irrelevant. was. The point is they lit her on fire and she was fine. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, listen, I think we're we're a merciful bunch, right? We're a merciful threesome. I think Odell and the Rams. I don't, have we ever burned somebody who got traded? 
This is new so for Odell us. Had, well, let's talk about the game day. He had two catches for 28 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the touchdown was when they were up like 20 points. Kind of a garbage time touchdown. My brother texted me when they uh, Odell scored. And he said, smartest move the Rams have made all year because now Odell will be happy for two weeks. It's a really good call by your brother. That's true. A lot <laughs> so of ego management I, on the Rams this year. I would he imagine. only had 11 points. Like, do you get to be unburned? He had 20 the week before. He had, well, he had 19 20, depending on count. He's, had, he's had touchdowns in the first two games as a Ram. Yeah, listen, because when you unburn somebody, it, it doesn't mean we're putting them in like the overachieving category. They're just not unstartable. Horrible. Yeah. They're not unstartable. I think Odell They're back the to equilibrium. <laughs> They're normal. Yeah. They're back in the normal conversation of fantasy football. If we put him in the book, like basically we're like, we're not talking people, about you again. We're not pulling him out of hell and sending him to heaven. We're just putting him back on the earth. Good place style. Just throw him back into you Westeros. Know? See what happens. Yeah. All right. I think we can unburn Odell. Odell, first of his name, the unburnt. There we go. God, I can't believe you guys let me just go through all that. that was, I liked it. That was rough. I that was regret fun. not letting you go further. <laughs> that was rough. I got to be honest. I haven't I, watched I could, the show in a there while. There was a moment. I was kind of forgetting. I was like, stuff. are you just going to do the whole show? That'll be Power Hour Wednesday. DK's going to do his 10 favorite. <laughs> you, got, you guys just go. Game of Thrones. Hey, DK, Power can hour. you explain what happened in Game of Thrones? And then I'll just like, well, We're going to make him actually do a Power <laughs> Hour. We're going to make him drink and, well, and the recount it. part, though, was DK was trying to explain this, but it's like, he was like, where was she? And I'm like, well, there was like eight cities she went to, and there's zero chance you know the name of any of them. I mean, I know the name. I just can't remember them. <laughs> you should, you'd have to just try to describe the skyline. You know, there's Marine, and then there's like the other one. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. all right, let's get the hell out of here. Um, prop bets, I went two for three. You guys did less than that. I went one for three. I was so close. Well, I went I went one for two. I was I so push. close on Russ. I mean, I we said under tw- 229 and a half. He had 131. We were a yard and a half away from that. That's hilarious. My Our long shots, I had Washington and Pittsburgh individually and as a parlay. I think I cowered it out in the parlay, but they both won. And then... Um, you guys had less than that. It's okay. We are. Ooh, why are we letting cool. him say this? Screw yeah, you, high fits. I thought it'd be polite. It came off really asshole. Mm. Didn't it? Mm. it did. It just came off really douchey. I regret it. Do you? I do. I feel bad. <laughs> okay. I think that's all we got. TK, do you want to explain other Game of Thrones characters arcs from season one to nine? Uh, yeah. Join us next time where I'll be doing a cliff notes of the entire series. Okay, great. This Wednesday is our last power hour of 2021. Is that correct, Greg? Mm-hmm. We're going to have a party. Yeah. Come join yeah, us on Wednesday for a real power a party. hour. We're going to have a, a, a power hour. We're probably not going to do a real power hour. We did kind of discuss it, and we were like, that's probably unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It on a it's probably unprofessional. That's a Wednesday. After we recorded on Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. explain that? Taco Tuesday, though? <laughs> little margarita? Two emails at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com if you have power hour ideas or just want to peer pressure us. And maybe we can just send enough to our assorted bosses to justify getting, you know, drunk on, <laughs> on air on a Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Uh, thank you to all those doctors fixing all those quarterback fingers out there. Like, you're really doing really important work. Thank you for that. Thank you, Lorne. Lorne. Thank you, Willie Nelson. Ooh. Willie Nelson. Is that like a burning joke? Is the only person that Snoop Dogg said can outsmoke him. (laughs) Dude, Willie Nelson's lived a life, man. He's seen some shit and forgotten all of it. Snoop Dogg was smoking with Willie Nelson and had to stop 
because he was like, I was getting too high. He's like, I've never had to do that in my life. <laughs> that what do you, that's crazy. What do you think his equilibrium is? <laughs> like, what's normal? We, Craig was just talking about, you know, being thrown out, getting back to the normal. What is, what is normal? I have no idea. Three joints in? I don't know. <laughs> how how many grams is normal? For Willie, I have no idea. Uh, please, if you've somehow made it this far, please send us these related trivia questions for Showdown Time tomorrow. Please, Willie Nelson, that would be excellent. Ringerfantasyfootball@gmail.com. Thank you. That's it. That's all you got. You got no more plugs. What about Green Room? Who are you on with tomorrow? Are you doing oh, it tomorrow? Green Room. Um, Green Room tomorrow. It's Patriots Bills. Uh, you gonna have William Simmons or no? William Simmons declined. Ah, he has a date with Kyle. <laughs> him and Kyle, he's promised. He's it's the only Pats game I think all year, and not on Sunday. So him and Kyle are hanging. And I was like, oh okay. I oh, might yeah, just get Kyle sense. and steal him from Bill. That would actually be kind of fun. That'd be really funny if you had Kyle. Yeah, on. maybe I'll get Kyle on. Okay, we'll see. Check it out in green room after Patriots Bills. Goodbye, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.